Broadcasting Network. Okay, welcome, podcasters. Um, I love our our title of our our, our podcast uh, today will be um, "What is this thing called love?" It's kind of going to be a look at what love has been through the years and what love, different types of love, and so I so we'll play a couple of songs related to that. Um, I've got you under my skin will be the first, and uh, and um, oh, yeah, Cole Porter. Cole Porter's the is the is the, is the um, composer that wrote a lot about love. So we're going to use Cole Porter as an example. Okay, here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Thank you. 
Okay, podcasters, welcome back to our, <coughs> excuse me, second show. As you know, if you heard the first one, um, it's all about what is this thing called love? Um, we're investigating um, types of love, uh, the difference of love that's just one part of our nature, and egoic love, and the possibility of a higher love with a higher consciousness. Uh, almost like there's two levels of it. There's probably more than that, but um, two that we'll explore anyway. So, let's begin. Oh, before you, yeah, I wanted to do that. I was for doing this with Cole Porter because he's just written so much about love in, in such a good way. Um, he, 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 in his playful way, more in one in a very deep, almost poetic way. Um, so, in this playful way that I did this earlier in this show, I've got you under my skin. So listen to how Cole Porter speaks of love. I've got you under my skin. I've got you deep in the heart of me. So deep in my heart, you really are part of me. I've got you under my skin. I tried so not to give in. I said to myself, this affair will never, never go so well. But why should I resist when, darling, I know so well, I've got you under my skin. I'll sacrifice anything, come what may, for the sake of having you near. In spite of a warning voice that comes in the night and repeats and repeats in my ear. Don't you know, you little fool, you never can win. Use your mentality. Wake up to reality. But each time I do, just the thought of you makes me stop before I begin. Because I've got you under my skin. Boys, and doesn't that depict the beginning of, or even later on, being in love, that the person feels under your skin? Wonderful lyric. Didn't Frank, did Frank Sinatra do that? Absolutely. To Ava Gardner or something, was it dedicated to her? Oh, maybe, I didn't know that part, but he definitely recorded He made that really famous, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's who. Nelson Riddle did an arrangement with him. Yeah. So we'll start off with that. And get I, got, I got the chills, and it's not because of the air conditioning. Mm, okay. So here he was touched by that lyric, we have to think then. Okay, we divide love and classify it. We speak of it physical love, spiritual love, love between erotic and personal love, mother love, father love, love between friends. But the truth is we remain confused by it, no matter what we call it. When we are in love, we are in a tornado of forces. And all of us, all we can do is really wonder, once we're caught in it, where is this gale taking us? See, that, let's understand the force of love. That's a good point to understand that it takes us somewhere. We think we're taking it somewhere, but it begins to take us. We lose control of it. When you say takes you somewhere, it's like a gale. Like, it'll fly across country and you're moving and everything oh, else, boy. right? I mean, it's heavy relocation with this thing called love. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that. In my first marriage, um, I, I, m I met 
my wife to be in California. Um, in fact, we, I came out to California because a friend of mine said, oh, maybe it's a little quick little story. We were doing some comedy. We worked in there in, um, in the Catskills, yeah, the famous place where they broke in big acts. But we were playing in the pit band there for those Henny Youngmans and the Singers and Mitzi Gaynor, all those places. All the show people who were doing shows in New York came to the Catskills and they broke in new material. And so, so we sat in the pit and we listened and we thought we, were, we could even be funnier than some of those people. Anyway, he, at the end of it, he followed, his, he followed his girlfriend who went to California. And then, and I, I, well, I was just back in Philadelphia again. And then he called me, said, Jim, there's a place we can break in the things we were rehearsing, a jazz club uh, that they have. We can do some comedy there. And he asked me to come out. And I thought, well, I wasn't doing anything, trying to wait for musical gigs. So I flew to California on a lark to see if we could, um, if we could um, perform in Jazz City, which was a big club in Hollywood at that. You, you know the story, I think. Yeah. I think Ray does. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, so we got out there, and, he's, and this was the setup. The setup was that at the intermissions, I think Stan Getz was there, um, in the intermission, that they would interview um, the, the guest artists. So what he said is that we could do a fake interview and make it funny. So we went down to the club, and we spoke to the owner and said, you know, we can do a funny interview. And he said, no, uh, we never did one of those. But anyway, later he called us. He said, you know, I'm willing to try that. So you can come in Tuesday night and try your, and try your act. So we did. And that was the first time we went in. And at the intermission now, instead of the, the star going on, <clears throat> my friend Ron Rubin, took the mic and he said you know tonight in our audience folks we have an anthropologist that can tell us the real reason about jazz how jazz began and the audience thought it was legit so they kind of perked up this new doctor so-and-so coming in and uh, and that was me so i said ladies and gentlemen probably the, the most expert from an anthropological view of what jazz is, just back from Africa, doctor, and gave me a name, so-and-so. You, you know about this, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, listen. Um, and so the audience, we kept it right on the line, and, and they weren't sure, was I really this guy? And yet there was a funniness about me, a weirdness about me, and so on. And I, had, I, I demonstrated instruments, and I, I said they were from Africa. There were ashtrays and you know, all kinds of stuff. We gathered a vacuum cleaner. Um, <laughs> I could, I could. Is there any footage on this at all? No, there isn't. No. Is this pre-TV? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Or right around TV. Around TV time. Yeah. So this is 40s. Yeah, um, maybe tip of 50s. Yeah, so TV was coming, but this was just a nightclub thing. So the audience ended up really liking it. So he was right. And, um, and then we began 
to do intermissions at Jazz City. And because we both play jazz, we're able to use instruments. Anyway, I went off the long story. I don't know. Wait, wait. You're about your first wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, my Jesus, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got rid of her faster than I thought I would. Well, or you got introduction, <laughs> like how you met. Or, yeah. Or. So Ron's girlfriend was working at Los Angeles City College, and my first wife was working there. And, um, and I came in. We came in. He came in to see her. And I came in with him. Wait, they, at junior college? Yeah, junior college. On Vermont. Right. And How we, ironic that Adam bags on junior colleges left and right. And does? you met your wife there? Ah, he, I'll bet you that? he doesn't even know that. Does he do that? That's oh. like his that's main, his, that's, that's one of his main sticks. That's his thing. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, he loathes them. Community oh. college is death. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're going to stilt the story. Don't tell him. Go ahead. So... Anyway. Wait, so so your wife was working at LACC? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That is great. Go ahead. Okay. Go, go. So anyway, I met her there. and uh, that's What, in the met. cafeteria? Yeah, or? actually, in the cafeteria, right. Uh, for um, I mean, we all had a little lunch. And I so she was her. a friend of your friend's? Girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. So I met her. Berta, Berta Fisher, her name was. Um so Ronnie and I are just doing our stuff, and um, but um, um, we did a radio show, and she asked to come to it. In other words, in the audience of the radio show. So that was like our first date because uh, she said, you know, could we be together there? And I said, yeah, okay, you know, yeah. So she came, and we did the radio show. Wait, so she kind of asked you stuff. out? Yeah, kind of, kind of. Uh, that's how I remember it, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy about the kid, you know what I mean? Can't do without him. <laughs> um, so we did the radio show, and that was the beginning of working ar around there, and we got to know each other and dated around. So, well, but the point I was trying to make is then I, I, the, um, Berta Fisher went back home, and Ron followed her, so that broke up the act. Um, so then I thought, well, what am I doing out here? I was seeing her then. So we knew we were getting closer, but I, I went back home, and um, she said that she'd be willing to come to Philadelphia to continue the relationship. It was really a big thing. She lived all her life in, um, in uh, California, but she wanted to pursue it, and I, would, I did too. Um, so about two or three months later, uh, she, I picked her up at the Philadelphia airport, and she was now in Philadelphia. And she lived in my mother's house at the third floor. Um, Wait, this is you. I know her, right? We're talking yeah. about. Okay. But was she Sicilian or was she Italian? Oh, no. Oh, no. Chris McCall. No, she was. Uh, I don't know. What's, uh, what's English? English? English. Probably closer to English. Yeah, closer, yeah. So she was she accepted by the family? Yeah, I mean, kind, kind of. of. No, no. <laughs> they would much rather be Italian. But uh, somehow, in emancipation, she was more of an emancipated woman than the Italians that were there with the Fruit of the Loom dresses and little short people, 410, and my aunts and uncles. They weren't crazy about her. Um, and she, she, was, she was taller. She yeah. was like 5'8 or something. Oh, she was tall. Yeah, she was taller than I was, I thought. Uh, what? No. Huh? Yeah? No. 
Well, I'm not sure, but... Um, Maybe now. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> both all drooped over now. Uh, we, we've lost... We both lost about four inches apiece <laughs> uh, with our drooping heads. Um, yeah, so she made that, and that's an experience of what Ray was saying, that people will go... And she did. She made a life in Philadelphia, and she worked at Temple University. She got back into the colleges again. Um, and uh, I played a little bit, and I worked, too. And then we decided to get married. She came in the summer, and we got married um, November 10th, 56, 1956. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. You it was 56? 1956. So you guys waited a while to have children. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually when people were married in the 50s or 60s, they were already pregnant or had a child within the first year or two. I mean, at least that's what I assume. I'm yeah, that was, the usual, that was more usual. Yeah, we, 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 we did wait. Uh, and I delivered the Adam Smasher. I don't know if he appreciates it or not. I... I delivered Adam. At and, home, right? Uh, well, it was scheduled to be done at home. This is in California now. We moved back to California. We had a, a, a woman doctor um, who delivered at home. So that's what we were going to do. But Chris, now why, why did you go back to California? I mean, she, that was a pretty big move on her part. Right? Yeah, well, uh, well, yeah, we really... Philadelphia, we both decided that California was really better for both of us. And Lauren was already born. Was Lauren born in Philly? Yeah. Yeah, she was born right out, right across from the, um, the airport, a place called um, Tinicum. Because they're a year apart, right? You're yeah. In, you're in a couple months. So we crossed country and, and with a, she was just a baby. So were we, you guys like singing like California? <laughs> here we no, we were fighting and deciding to <laughs> <gave> divorce. <laughs> so we stopped off in New Mexico and punched each other in the <laughs> mouth, and that was it. No, um, yeah. So and we ended up, yeah, well, I delivered Lauren um, in the wildlife preserve of Tinicum, which was a funny little place that had a wildlife preserve where there were animals and. <laughs> Were you guys like one of the first hippies or something? Yeah, kind of. Well, I don't know if we were the first, but we were kind of hippies. But you seem so straight. Well, in those days, I weren't that straight. Um, I'm less hip today. I was really hip then. I was less hip now. But, but your first wife was kind of a hippie, too. Yeah, we could give it that name. Uh, freedom. She was more, she was emancipated, and um, this is the one I explained earlier. What do you mean? She was emancipated, meaning she was under 18 and was in charge of her own? No, she wasn't under 18. No, no, she was, she's my age, so she was 31, 41, 51, so it's 25, I was 25. She was 25 then, too. Okay. Um... Oh God! I get into that long story. No, it's fantastic. Oh. I mean, you're making you're making love personal, you know. Yeah. Or the first one, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, so I delivered Lauren there, which is a 
big scene because that that one didn't go well, and we had and uh, Chris had to be driven to the hospital, and I was alone with Lauren when she was like an hour and a half old. Wow. Oh God. Wait. And so I, you were separated from your wife, who had to go for bleeding had, or or right. whatever. And um, you were sitting there with an hour-year-old baby. Yes. And I had a... And now... In the woods. In the woods. In this kind of cabin house. And I had to figure out and work out the feeder. And, oh, it was... It was a, and a, on what came up as a, a big thunder-lightning storm in the woods. So it was flashing, flashing lighting and, lightning and raining... And I was walking her up and down, thinking, what can I do? It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. <coughs> I couldn't uh, wait the day, but daylight came. I'm sorry, but I have a question, and I'm assuming if I'm thinking this, maybe a few of our listeners are. Uh, it seems, the way you're telling the story, that it was a conscious decision to be in the woods. Wh- yeah, wh- why? yeah. Why? Yeah, well, and... Uh, it wasn't Back to nature kind of thing. <laughs> well, I mean, it just seems like if you know your wife's about to have a baby going into a remote area away from medical help would be kind of counterintuitive. So I'm just curious yeah, if there was a logic. Yeah, just checking in that. No, no, no we were in a, there was a town. There was, we weren't like... In the we middle were, of nowhere. We were in the middle of nowhere. Our backyard started the wildlife preserve. But the front were houses and there was a hospital close by. <coughs> so we had covered that. If it didn't go right, a doctor, she was going to go to the hospital. But that part we didn't count on is that I would be left alone with the baby. Um, so child happened. services showed up 10 minutes later. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, what happened? Well, uh, the next morning I called my mother. Uh, Chris got into the hospital. Um, so they worked with her. Um, and my first thing my mother said when I told her Uh-oh. I was stuck at home, she said, I told you this would happen. <laughs> and that was the first thing she said. Uh, I said, yeah, Mom, but I'm stuck. Come over. I don't know what to do. Uh, and that's what came out of her mouth. Yeah. Wow. I knew you, that was going to happen. Anyway, and then did she take over like all Italian mothers uh, do? Yeah, I think she did come over. That's well, a long time ago. But, um, yeah, and she w- was able to help. I remember. I'm not even sure that happened. I think. Well, you I think about that for a second to recall, and then um, let's go to our, our sponsor. Hey, everybody! If you shop at Amazon.com, like I don't, but you probably do. You know how convenient it is, and you know what great deals you get always. If you want to support the show, and I hope you do, every time you shop at Amazon, use the Amazon link on our site to get there. You support us with every purchase. You can even bookmark it, and we really appreciate it. Unbeatable convenience, amazing prices, great shipping rates. I love Amazon.com just because they support us, and I hope you do too. So please do. Thanks, Amazon. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that was kind of a crazy story. I wouldn't do it today, but in those Wait a days... Wait you got you got you got to kind of wrap this up with um, love number one. You got to take us through to, you know, what happened. Can you? Uh, love number one? Well, you know, 
We're, I guess we're calling it that. Well, yeah, we could call that love number one. Um, well, the the ending of it, I must have gotten some help. Though at this point, I don't even really remember. I'm assuming my mother probably came over. No, I'm talking about now you're in California. I'm talking about, you know, what happened with you and your first wife kind of thing. So you're in California now. You're living in, in California. Right. You have two kids. Now the year is 19, what is it, 64, 65, something like that? Yeah, let's see. Yeah, something like that. Let's see, Adam was born. born Adam's 64, born in 64. That's right, 63. No, I was born in 63. Adam's born in 64. 64. So now you're at 65, let's say 66, 67. What's going down? Um, I'm in school. That, remember that. Um, I'm in college. I've met, along, all along the way, I did go to school. Pecked away at school, stopped, went on the road, came back, went to school, in and out of it. But I, 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 I got a certain amount of units, and then I went to... Uh, Caltan, what's that place called? Cal C Tan. What's it called? Caltech? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wish. Where'd you go? They Cal would, what? They would shoot me if they saw me coming to Caltech. Uh, what's uh, San Fernando Cal State? San Fernando? Cal State LA? LA, yeah. Cal State. And there are two Cal States? I don't know. I haven't been to either. CSUN. Oh, you went to CSUN. Cal State Northridge. 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 California State University of Northridge. That's it. Yeah, that's why I got my degree. Whatever, Gary. (laughs) So you went to, wait, so you went and got a degree, a teaching credential? Yeah. I got a teaching credential. Finally, I put all my units together. and I spent the last year there or two, and everything came together. And I got a teaching credential. So that's what I did. Then I went into teaching. So what, what's the, but with love number one, what's the demise of love number one? I mean, not that you have to get into it so much, but like when did you guys, what year did you guys separate? Because I don't really remember <coughs> being together. And I know that I've known your son since about, the th- you know, I knew of him in like the third grade because he lived across the street from the school kind of <laughs> thing. So I, that's got to be 19, holy shit. 70. Well, what happened? Let's see. I would say we separated about 1975. We're officially separated. So you guys were together almost 20 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. We were together about 20 years. Um, Yeah. Then... uh, uh, and so let's see, Adam in 75, 64, 74. Yeah, so he's 11 years old. And then Adam, and then Adam lived with me, and Lauren uh, lived with uh, Chris. Okay, so we'll make that. Well, later we may come back and pick something up or we'll go further on what, what I was doing in my life. But maybe we'll just leave that off there. Um, so this talk of... Of uh, also, oh yeah, time to go. So psychotherapy talk, the, the philosophers talk, the novelists talk, the movies talk, singers, musicians, everybody talks about what what love is. But all eff- efforts to name it is really difficult. 
um, once that fourth has gathered us. Um, who do you think names it the best? I mean, if you were to say, you know who really has this down, you know, who, who, who do you think it would be? Uh, yeah, a person? Or, a, a, yeah, or a, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm asking. I think Jacob Nadelman is one contemporary person that uh, understands it spiritually and philosophically. Um, then there are different spiritual people. There's the Dalai Lama, there's Sri Aurobindo, a very important um, uh, Hindu uh, poet. Um, Any from the West know it? Oh, God. You, you um, um, Well, Nadelman's, of course, from the West. Um, oh, lots and lots of people. How about anybody I've ever heard of? <laughs> well, now you're really limited. Uh, we've you're limited. I'm you totally too. They limited. know it. Um, the Clash. No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying. You know who who knows it? I mean, it's just a question. You know, I don't, I don't mean to put yeah. you on the spot. Yeah, right now. But I uh, see if we're getting the sign up. We need to go. Our time is running out. But we'll get Number back four, to that. Make the Here it comes. Feel good. One, two. A one, two, three. Okay, well, here we're coming to our theme, folks, our scatting. And we started a new one today. I think we're going to have some... We got love. We're going we're to be in love for months. You yeah. know that, right? We're going to... Ray says we're going to... Yeah, well, you hear what he said. Yeah, that's right. Jim, Plus, I've loved you for 18 years, though, damn it. Oh, well, yeah, I love you, too. Um, yeah, so we got some real time to put into love but we started it today and that's just as an introduction um, so we'll get ready to scat and go out and pick it up on our next session what is this thing called love yeah what is this thing called love what is this thing called love called love Ba, ba, ba. We love, we all love this thing called love. Love yeah. to be in love. Yeah, listen, we love to be in love. Feels so good, doesn't it? We love to, we love be, to be in love. love. 64 note, 64, 64 note. note. We love this thing mm, called love. Here we go. <clears throat> beep, beep, ball, chop da do Reap, 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 reap. Give you an easy one. Here we go. Beep, beep, do. Chop a do. Beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, Yeah. Ray's getting better. Podcasters, doesn't he sound like he's doing this better? He's learning about how to do it. Dit, 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 Baba, 64th notes. I think we'll come. Go, go, be bop. 
Chum. Bye, podcasters. See you next time. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.